Ready to boost sales and grow your business without the BS? Welcome to the Business Growth Show. I'm Sam Dunning, a digital marketing, sales, and business growth evangelist. Tune in and subscribe today as I'll be interviewing business leaders, experts, and entrepreneurs from around the globe. We'll be sharing actionable tips across marketing, sales, and growth without the BS to help you skyrocket your business. And welcome back to a fresh episode of the Business Growth Show. I'm your host, Sam Dunning, co-owner over at webchoiceuk.com. And today I'm joined by Joe Burt. Joe is the owner over at WorldSpark Design, and he's part of Bristol Books. It's a not-for-profit publishing company offering high-quality publishing services and businesses and organizations in and around the Bristol area. Joe, a warm welcome to the show, sir. How's it going? Hello, Sam. Hello. Good to see you, and thanks for getting me on the show. No worries, man. So looking forward to this one today. This is going to be a, a bit of a unique episode for us. So we're going to be, the focus today is all about why hard work pays off. And we're going to be learning your story, Joe, probably for the next 30 minutes or so, talking about how you've kind of worked your way up, the trials and tribulations, overcoming tough times, and then sharing some tips on kind of how you've built up your own sustainable business. So Without much more rambling from my side, let's let's crack on with um, kind of learning learning a bit more about you, Joe, and kind of um, a bit more about your story, really. If you could kind of roll up, roll with it, sir. Of course, yeah. Thank you, Sam. Yeah. So um, I think I just wanted to to sort of um, tell a bit about my story, really, to to, to people today, really, and um, it's not um, totally unique, but um, for me it's it's um it's defined you know the route that i've taken to to, to the workplace and to, in my career is is defined things for me and 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 led to success really um mm. so sort of starting at starting out from from um right right at the beginning let's say really um when i when i was my first employment in fact was uh was doing a paper round and um i i literally every single day of the week i started off with a, a, a saturday and sunday paper round and then and then literally um sort of ramped it up to, to doing a paper round every day of the week and on top of that i was also doing a job sticking up skittles in the evenings um sort of most most weeks i'd do you know one night sometimes two nights um and that was you know i didn't it was i guess it was my way of of sort of making my way in life and you know being self-sufficient I, I didn't get sort of a handout from my family in terms of like lavish pocket money Christmas presents things like that so I, I was much more you know I, I really got a buzz out of just you know earning the money myself and that feeling that it, it gave you really so that that's kind of where it started really from a young age so that's school age you know you, you're talking about sort of 14 year old um and that, yeah, that that I can definitely you know trace things back my sort of business ethic really to to that point. But um, so so from there you know did did a bit of studying, um, did did a um, high national diploma in, in design and, and media, and then was finding it a bit tricky. I kind of moved up to Bristol, and I thought right, I really want to get a job in design, and yeah, it it, it was. It was quite tough. I, I guess, you know, I got, I, I was educated and I thought, right, I'll just stroll into the workplace. But, but it didn't, it didn't quite happen like that. Um, 
you know, I sent off a load of CVs, didn't get any response and just felt a little bit kind of, you know, beaten, beaten back by it all really. At the time I was, um, I was working just as a sales assistant in a, in a, in a camping shop. And, um, you know, that was what I was doing to make ends meet. I, I kind of moved up to Bristol and I, you know, needed to pay the bills, needed to pay the rent. And so I, I was doing that, just just working in, as a sales assistant every day of the week, apart, f- apart from weekends. And then I managed to get a, a foot in the door with a, a publishing company doing graphic design for them. Um, okay. Now, what I did was um, a bit unconventional in, in the sense of I didn't actually get paid for the work that I did. Um, I, I, I sort of met the people who were looking to, um, you know, who needed help at that time. Yeah. And uh, they they sort of, you know, they said, oh, great, you know, good to meet you. And, you know, hopefully we can we can get some work for you. And, you know, a few months after I thought, I really just really, really want to get get some work. I really want to, you know, just really feel like I want to break through, start my start my career. And I was fortunate enough um, just to strike upon a brainwave of, of working for free for them. So I just phoned them up, said, look, I really want to work for you guys. Can I just do this for free? And it and it really paid off. You know, I got my foot in the door there and and well, it worked. It, it sort of built up from there. I, I basically started to be um, on their books as a self-employed freelancer. And then, you know, that was probably about four or five years after that, um, I actually became a director of a company. Um, Got it. There was so me, let's, me and before we get into where you are now, Joe, let's let's look back a bit. So, I mean, the whole, whole premise of today's episode is kind of looking at hard work and how that's going to help you in business. And then we'll kind of share some of your tips as you've grown your company over the years. Um, so you mentioned from a young age, you were kind of doing a, a paper round. You did, you did sticking up for Skittles and you're pretty much working almost seven days a week in your spare time, it sounds like, from from your, yeah. your early teens so is is that something I mean relating this back to business is that kind of mindset of um because I guess there's two angles to this some people have got the kind of argument of work hard and work smart I've I'm under the angle of at the same time if you don't do smart work and you don't kind of push yourself to make things happen then nothing's going to happen for you um so do you think that's something that's kind of ingrained in people from an early age Joe or is it more more the sense that you've got a go out and get it or what what's your view on on that side of things well I think it's to do with your circumstances so I I think I had a hunger from a young age but I Mm. wanted to you know I I wanted to have say even if it was like a a new bike or something like that that I may not have been able to have you know just through pocket money or Christmas presents or whatever so I had that hunger to to want to earn that money and I think that's to do with your circumstances as, as much as anything else. It's, it, it, you know, it's not necessarily to do with your age. Um, I mean, who knows? Maybe it is like an inherent thing. But I, I think for me, it was about at that point in time, that's really what I wanted. And that was my drive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the hunger for it. I mean, and I guess that can relate right to kind of business now as well in terms of setting yourself targets and, and knowing where you want to get to and and kind of putting in massively massively i think you know i think people they're not going to get you're not going to get anywhere if, if you sit back expecting things to come your way you know i i think 
you have to be the driving force. If if you want to get something, you have to be the driving force. And it's it's not necessarily, I don't think it's necessarily just about hard work in the sense of like how many hours you put in. I think when you're younger and you don't really have necessarily, you know, opportunities in the same way now as a business person, but when you're younger and starting out, it's, it's you know, how can you earn more money? Well, you put in more hours, you know, um, there, there weren't quite as many opportunities back then. Um, this is talking about pre-internet here. <laughs> um, so, but, but yeah, so it's not necessarily about hours, but it's just about hard work. Yeah. All right. So moving forward a bit, you, you mentioned you, you were kind of keen to, to get into this publishing company. You spoke to them and they said they'd give you a shout when some work came up. So you thought, took the initiative of, did you say doing some, some free work and what was, what yeah. happened next? Yeah. So did some free did some free work for them and I just think they just the guys who employed me at the time um really just saw that I was keen and and you know if you're keen it gets you a long way again you know if if people see that you want to be there you want to be doing what you're doing then they respond to that so um I think that just yeah that that did the trick really and and yeah I think so so from there basically um things progressed more hours um you know I, I could give more and more to the business and and they could see that and and in the end that led to a, a directorship in the company yeah 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 any any lessons learned in terms of kind of those years what was this what was the time frame Joe in terms of when you first started to, to working yourself up to direct the level and is there anything that you kind of share with us that you kind of learned on the way in terms of a business front as as that went yeah, on? Yeah, certainly. I think so. Um, so this was uh, the company that I used to work at, Farragut Jones, it was called, a publishing company. Yeah. Um, it was it was a smallish company, um, probably about five, six employees um, on average, um, sometimes a few more of that. But it was um, what we, we were quite dynamic as a business, quite, quite able to sort of move with, um the times in terms of what we were doing and what we what we could offer compared to some of the bigger publishing companies at the time um but what um the the biggest sort of lesson i really got from that whole experience um so this i was employed uh, as a director for about four years at the end of uh working for the company um so maybe about eight years in total employment and the this I think it was around 2012 um, that the company um, actually went into administration. And that was the best, in a way, that was, a, I didn't think it at the time, but it was actually probably the best thing that could have happened um, to me because I learned so much from that experience. Um, we actually, we got ourselves into into trouble because we, we took on a, a job for a client who built up a very big debt with us. Right. And un- unfortunately that, that, um you know despite their, their promises they, they they never came good on their debt and and it was a real i mean at the time it was really sad because you know working for a company you you, you um you know you build real friendships with the people you're working for and from and and yeah it, it's always sad when that that kind of comes to an end really um but but as i say i did learn a lot from that because it, it just taught me that you you always need to sort of trust 
the figures and and trust um you, you know don't don't fall for sort of empty promises really i think we've all been there right perhaps not to, to that extent but um we've certainly i've well, I know us at WebChoice in the past, we've we've had customers that have perhaps promised us kind of epic large scale projects. And we thought, oh, this is a juicy client. And they kind of say, yep, let's start this. We'll we'll pay a bit later, like we're, we're sorting out our accounts or we pay 60 day invoices or whatever it may have been. But then as, mm-hmm. as time goes on, you're kind of de- delivering on your end and you're wondering how the payment's going to come in. And I suppose it's sometimes it's easy to fall for those, especially when Perhaps you've got a customer that's been good in the past, or they've come recommended, or things like that. Um, yeah, it's, and it's easy it's, to be—it's easy to be sort of lured in by by good promises, isn't it? So I, mm. I think you know, it's yeah, that's the lesson from that, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what what would you what would you say was was kind of a key learning from that, Joe? Is it more to kind of go for kind of smaller customers that are willing to pay on time, or is it just making sure customers pay up front, or is it yeah, I think I think you certainly need to follow. You know, it's all of those all of those things really. It's 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 following the basics. I think you just need to make sure that you're not exposing yourself to risk, because that risk, you know, it's it's people's employment, it's people's livelihoods. Um, you know, it, it's not worth it. It's it, it, no matter how good the potential reward is there, don't just yeah. don't throw away the sort of basics of business and 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 um, be be lured into it really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, and I must admit, the other thing as well is that I was a bit inexperienced as as a director, um, and and I put my hand up to that as well. You know, I I I didn't probably appreciate the the full risk that that we were taking on as a business. And so, you know, since then, I've 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 you know, um, not not ever, you know, underestimated that. Yeah. Yeah, I've I've been in a similar situation actually. When not, I don't think it was quite to the extent of uh, of your company. But when before I was at WebChoice, I was working at a marketing company, and basically the the owner wanted to grow much faster than we we physically could. And at the time, because I wasn't really a founder, I wasn't a director of the business. I was just one of the main sales guys. I just kind of went along with it. And he had all these kind of lavish plans to buy an office that we didn't really need, employ for for sales staff before we could really afford it and essentially all the cash flow was on the line so when the sales guys didn't deliver two or so months in the the company of course crashed because it had limited funds being a startup um i missed out on about seven eight grand in wages and sales commissions um which was a massive hit at the time but it was also a blessing in disguise i mean there was a lot of learnings to take away um it kind of gave me a bit of a wake-up call in terms of relying on on things and now running a company at WebChoice. Like you say, you, you just keep your eye on figures and s- things that you wouldn't necessarily do as an employee so much more because you've got to manage all your outgoings. You've got to understand when customer payments are coming in. You've got to understand what you're you're paying your staff, what you're paying other things, your accounts. So there's a lot of things to keep the thing, your finger on the pulse on, right? That's right. That's right. Completely. Charles, the business owner, was feeling frustrated. He was spending a ton of time and money on marketing, yet his website was failing to turn his hard-earned visitors into a steady flow of warm leads. Charles, there is a better way. I've just released my brand new mini book, The No BS Guide to Website Lead Gen. Over the last 10 years, I've launched well over 300 websites and taken companies from zero to hundreds of inbound inquiries 
each and every month. And I felt it was time to share my juiciest website secrets with you. This guide is straight to the point and full of actionable tips without the fluff that you can put into play on your own website right away. Grab your copy today at WebsiteLeadGenBook.com. That's WebsiteLeadGenBook.com. It's a, it's some, sometimes those shocks are a good learning curve because they kind of wake you up to, to reality and what yeah, you've got to... Yeah, I think I said, you know, to, to, I, I, I'm amazed in a way if anybody who is new to business and, you know, is, is new to being a director of a company... I'd be amazed if, if anybody wasn't, you know, taken aback by by some things like that. You know, it's it's just natural. Sometimes you just have to learn the hard way, really. Yeah. No, that's it. So moving forward, let's let's learn a bit more about kind of Wild Spark and also your book company. Um, tell us a bit more about kind of the starting of of those companies and and how you managed to build those up and any kind of tips you can share with us on that front, Jay. Yeah. So. I think after that experience, I, I, in a way, I was, yeah, I was quite um, conscious to to try and build something that was sustainable and that was low risk um, right from the beginning. And so um, I was lucky enough to um, start WildSpark Design, which um, I started as a sole trader. And it was very much just building on the relationships that I'd had with some of my previous clients from from the publishing company I worked at before okay and I'd I'd built some great connections there and you know amazingly to this day um you know you're talking about sort of some some of the relationships there that go back you know 20 years almost um so I've I've really um you know I'm really grateful about really um so I I basically I, I I took those they were the sort of foundations of my business, really, as well as yep. Spark Design, yep. those those um, relationships. And then at the same time, there were people who were looking for people who I, a couple of people who I was working with at the time as well, um, who were looking um, to start a new publishing company. Um, and actually, my skills, um, sort of very much aligned with their skills as well um and we kind of started it really as almost like a hobby um but i've surprised myself really with how it's how it's gone since then um i think we it, you know it's kind of strange we in a way we didn't really have very big ambitions for it but but it's just yeah it has grown um more than we would have expected um but those are the two key key things really that came out of um, you know my situation was that um, I was able to start these two companies which which sort of coexist still today and and are you know have been doing very well for me. Yeah, yeah, that's good. I mean, in terms of your so talking about your main business, World Spark Design, would you say that the crux of building that up is kind of relying on connections that you've made and kind of building off ex- relationships with existing customers was there any kind of new yeah. business acquisition or was it mainly kind of nurturing those relationships you already had it is it, i must admit it's always been about nurturing good relationships that i've had and yeah i, I think yeah. you know I, I could i've been in a position before where i thought i could grow i could expand this but 
I've been happy to kind of keep it at the level that I've kept it at um, for a number of reasons. I think partly it's to do with um, starting a family and, you know, having commitments outside of work, because I think that that can kind of take a lot out of you as well. And sure. that's something that I wanted to, to sort of focus on. So I think that that was part of it. And also just feeling like, you know, I, I kind of can take my foot off the gas and still be successful and, you know, get what I want from, from work without it sort of completely dominating me and, and taking too much out of me. So I think that's, I, I would say, you know, that, that kind of, um, whereas I was earlier on in my career, I was kind of frantically kind of filling in the hours and, and working as hard as I can. I think yeah. I have turned that round more in, in more recent years to, to just think, well, actually, who's in charge here and what, what do I want to get out of work? And, and you know, I mean, it's, I still am motivated by money. I, um, I'm not going to lie. I, I, I really love it when, you know, if, if, if there's a new commission or a new pitch that we win for new business, I, I, I really get a buzz out of that. Um, so that, that is still really important, but, but it's just, it, it's not just all about that for me now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, that 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 certainly resonates with me, especially when you've you've got a family. So you've got to got to kind of think about balancing your time and what your priorities are, um, and running a yeah, business. Yeah, Because you can get sucked into anymore. running a business, can't you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's too true. Too true. So, so like you said, Joe, a lot of your business has been nurturing existing relationships. Have you got any advice for people tuning in in terms of kind of keeping clients happy? Um, making sure they're staying with you for the long term um, and kind of working those relationships and making sure, I guess, you deliver for them? Yeah, I think it's, I, I've not really, I'm a bit more old school in the sense that um, I'd happily meet up with a client and sit with them and, and talk about stuff. I'd happily pick up the phone to them and, and just, you know, just make sure that they're happy and it's listening is a real you know great skill as well like just listen to your client and and see what they want and you know they don't sometimes they they don't want you to say things it's not necessarily always telling them what they want to hear um you know i've, I've got uh, an instance at the moment actually where where on a project where i'm um trying to say to the client look actually i think you're where you're going with this is is not not the right way and and you know here's a different way of doing things yeah um because they you know i think in the long term people will trust you it's it's about building trust i think it's that it's, it's the integrity of those relationships that i think you know pays off these long-term relationships are, are really built on that kind of openness and integrity and, and I always, you know, try and tell people things straight. I, I, I don't, you know, sugarcoat things for, for, for people. Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Yeah. And I, I think to your point, like always agreeing with customers is a bit of a tri bit of a bad move and kind of giving you, giving you two cents. Cause I guess not everyone's going to agree with you. Some, some customers it may annoy, but at the end, end of the day, they might not be the best kind of suited for you. But if you're giving them, what you feel is genuine and helpful advice that you think that's going to help them in the long run, then it's better for you. It's better for them. Um, just makes sense. Right. 
Yeah, I I I agree. I, I think there's yeah, it, it's just it's very easy to to say yes, yes, yes to to customers, um, but sometimes it's not actually good for them. Um, and so I I've had this a number of times where you know people come back and they sort of you know they realize only after sort of learning themselves that you were right on something and and actually i was glad that i you know stuck to my guns on something at that point yeah yeah cool well yeah moving forward i mean there are any other points in terms of um for people that are perhaps tuning in thinking yeah i kind of want to steadily grow this grow my business or people that have perhaps recently started their own company um any other insights that you could share joe that are perhaps quite useful whether it is kind of when you first start like these are these should be your main priorities um and as you as you grow further these these are the things that you should really consider well i i think i think a couple of things spring to mind for me is one is think about business in terms of like building friendships and you know it, it if you can you know a lot of my customers are people who i enjoy spending time with and and like as people and so I, I think if you can see business in that way is 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 a way to um you know it, it's not just about sort of extracting money out of people it, it, it's it's a sort of two-way relationship of respect really so i think that's that's one thing about these long-term relationships really and the other thing from my experience um having sort of started a a couple of companies from the ashes of another company really was that you don't always need money um you know i think so there were four of us that started bristol books publishing company and yeah. we probably put in about 500 pounds each um to get the company up and running and that was it really um we've just what what was good about that is that we didn't have sort of expensive overheads as a company I think yep. sometimes it's sometimes it's easy to sort of like you know just spend money and think that that's a way of solving a problem, but but actually what we learn is that you can things might not actually happen in the first place if you think that it's going to cost you know ten thousand to set this up and run this every year, or it might not happen. You might not be able to even get the thing off the ground if you look at it like that um so you've got to think a bit longer term sometimes on that and and it's good you know always think of ways money's not money's not not a thing to be able to prohibit you from doing something like this from setting up a company or or even expanding a company you, you, you don't always need money what would you say is more important jay what money or as in, it's, it sounds like you're alluding to kind of taking action is more important and making things happen um, rather than kind of, like you say, dithering or thinking about it because you think, like, for example, to start this new business, I need 10 grand set aside because I've, I'm going to, this is my business plan and to achieve it, I need, I don't know, 10K rather than just saying, look, this is what I've got right now. I've got these partners that are willing to go on, go in with me. Let's see if we can, let's do something now, make it happen. If it works, great. Exactly. If, if not, this is our other plan. Exactly. I think it's great having plans. I'm not, I'm not going to sort of rubbish plans altogether. Um, but I think if you 
looked at everything from a planning perspective, nothing would ever happen. Yeah. You know, I, I, I think you just sometimes you've got to take a plunge, and you know, if you if you want to make things happen, things will happen. I'm a, you know, and that's right from the word go for me. That's always been how I've wanted to approach things. Is that things are not going to happen if you just you know expecting things to come your way. You know, I, it's I often think how people when they're looking for a new job or or what to do in life they're looking for a job description you know I, I just think you need to write your own one basically i think if you want something make it yours awesome joe what a great way to end with that <laughs> we'll um please do tell us more sir about how we can learn from you and how people can connect with you in the best way if anyone wants to get in touch yeah so so my two companies, Bristol Books, um, bristolbooks.org and wildsparkdesign.com. Um, I've also got the, uh, the LinkedIn profile. So they're probably the best ways to get in touch, really. Um, but yeah, I think that's that's it, really. Nice one, man. Well, in, enjoyed the show. And if you want to learn more about Joe or get in touch with his company, we'll put all the links over on the site, businessgrowth.marketing. And with that, thanks very much for coming on the show, Joe. Really enjoyed it. Thanks very much, Sam, and great work. Really, really appreciative of what you're doing. No worries, dude. And if you enjoyed the show, be sure to hit subscribe wherever the heck you get your podcast from. We interview business leaders every week to share actionable tips across marketing and sales to grow your business. And with that, we'll catch you on the next episode. Are you tired of hunting for clients? You could be missing out on regular inbound opportunities all because your website isn't on the first page of Google. Perhaps you're already spending money on marketing, but your website is failing to convert your hard-earned visitors into a consistent flow of leads and sales. Want to learn more about WebChoice's unusual approach that brings idle clients straight to you? Book a free digital marketing assessment today at webchoiceuk.com. That's webchoiceuk.com.